I'm Jelen and welcome back to Cool Gems, our virtual space on the internet where we come together to talk about dramas. Today we have a very special episode, not just because this drama is amazing, but because we have new friends joining us around this virtual Pozamata table and we are talking about dramas. It's amazing, it's beautiful. It was so much fun recording with them and I can't wait to um, bring you to meet them. But before that, I should put my spoiler warning here. We are talking about Record of Youth, mostly episodes 1 through 6, but there are some mentions of things that happened in episodes 7 and 8. I don't think they are major plot points, so I don't think they are spoilers, but just so you know, in case you don't want any mention of anything you haven't watched. Otherwise, if you want to stick around, let's go. Go where? <laughs> it's terrible. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, sure. My name is Mem. Uh, I am 31. And I guess a cool, interesting thing about myself is I actually grew up doing theater, like musical theater. And I was a big history buff, which really kind of helped with a lot of the Shakespeare I did. Wow. And uh, now I work as a content editor for websites. Well, that's so cool. Well, that. You probably can relate to some of the things then, I think, um, that our characters experience. A little bit. Some good background knowledge. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. What about Philo? Oh, yes, I just so said your hello. name. <laughs> that's okay. Spoiler. <laughs> My name's Philo. <laughs> um, so I am a professional makeup artist, and that's actually why I started to watch mm -hmm. this drama, because I thought it was really cool. But um, I teach and then I run my own business. And about last year, I got into like illusion makeup. So I get to draw like really cool, freaky things on my face. And it's really so much fun. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That was so cool. Like, especially when you have your, well, it's probably not a good platform to um, describe it because you can't <laughs> see it visually, but it's so cool. <laughs> Guys should check out well, my Instagram like, if you're sharing. Yes, yes. At Philomena anyway. <laughs> but my most like uh famous, I guess you can say, um, is a sliced face look. So um people think it's Photoshop and I'm like, no, I promise you this is makeup and good lighting, because lighting matters. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. That is so and cool, in theater, though. like you you definitely know what that's like. Oh, people yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh There's... we actually did a Midsummer's Night Dream and we made all the fairies look like geishas. That was fun. <laughs> that was that took hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot because theater makeup is very like heavier makeup too because there's so much lighting there. Yeah, and it gets sweaty real fast, so you have to get, oh, yeah. have a good setting for it. Oh yeah. I've never had these kind of experiences, so it's really cool meeting you guys. Actually, the benefits of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. like from around the world, you know. I love it so much. And bonding over dramas, of course. Yes. Korean dramas. <laughs> yes. And how much do I love that Korean dramas are now on Netflix? Like, thank you for easy access. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and Hulu, too. Like, I mean, I downloaded Vicky, but I mean, I love that uh, Netflix is starting to see the, uh, the value of um, mm -hmm. spending money on uh, Korean dramas. And I'm sure it's great for the Korean economy, too. So. Oh, yeah. I, I just really like the fact that um, we're actually seeing some Asian representation, like especially Asian men representation, because here in the States, there's like so many taboos about it. We've got like two guys that are featured as like romantic 
uh, I guess, options. And one was on The Walking Dead. And the other was oh, Crazy yes. Asians. And that right. was and that right. was it. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I I am just like I grew up, you know, around a lot of Asians, uh, from different places in Asia. And um, so I'm like my heart is with the Asian communities but uh here and like, you know, overseas and stuff. So uh because of that, I am so happy to finally see some Asian represent Asian male representation specifically, but like just Asian representation in general, because we have none of it here. Yeah, no, it's really good to hear. At least we're starting. A Korean drama is huge in the United States. Um, they're getting really big. Uh, I wouldn't say like they're mainstream, um, but there's definitely a pretty good sized cult following right now. Yeah, with Korean. Well, how how you how you. <laughs> How do you read that word? I struggle with this too. Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. culture. It's getting so big now with like BTS and like Blackpink yeah. and like everything. Yeah, I think BTS right. has done a lot. BTS has done so much, I think. And then also uh, Lady Gaga having uh, Blackpink on her tour, I think, did a huge, you know, oh, yeah. uh, service for Korea as well, which is which is awesome. And I'm glad to see that. Not only are people discovering, uh, like, you know, BTS and Blackpink, but because they're, they're saying, like, oh, these are pretty good. What else do they have to offer now? Like, you know, K-pop is being is getting pretty big here in general. Like, um, my mom was looking at tickets to a concert she, uh, for, like, Super M, and she's like, they start out at $400. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So One day, though. One day, I'll go. <laughs> I was just about to say a super random but fun fact is that the first concert I ever went to was when the Wonder Girls came to Canada. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, they were great live. I loved them, and I was so sad to they disbanded. Yeah, I know. Oh. Me too. Man, I, I really hope to go and see Super M, I think, is my, like, if because XO is not coming back from the military anytime soon, unfortunately. So, <laughs> like, I was like, well, you know, I really, uh, but I got to see Juan Ho's concert uh, online. Uh, his live x live one the other day which was really good i was actually really surprised i had never really seen monster x or anything like that my friends like oh you need to start listening to Wan ho it's really good so i started listening to him and so i was like oh he's pretty good and then i saw him like do all this live and he sounded amazing and he and you can tell he was such a good performer and it's funny because he's so jacked and you're thinking like how does he still move <laughs> like that it, it was really good so yeah I've completely derailed this conversation. I know, oh, it's okay. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you guys about Record of Youth because it's just such a great drama. I think we all pretty much just got hooked on this drama. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so good. There's actually so many things from this drama that I just want to talk about. Like, I just want to get off my chest. And <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't even know where to begin. Um... I guess what drew you guys to this drama? So I started watching uh -huh. because I heard that the protagonist was a makeup artist. That was all it took for me. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. I want to see how they depict it. For me, it was, uh, I heard that Park Sodom was going to be in it. And I saw her in Cinderella the Four Nights. And I thought she was just like fantastic. I loved her. She's so adorable. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this because I followed her on Instagram. And I saw all the pictures and it looked really good. And I was like, okay, you know. And I was like, well, might as well watch it because I've never seen anything that Park Pokom has done. And so I was like, okay, well, well, we'll give it a shot here. I've only seen her in Parasite. So I was so uh. surprised to see her because her character is so different 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I don't know if you've seen Parasite. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I want to. Like, that's something that I'm planning to watch very soon because I know it's gotten, like, so much praise. Yeah. It's really different from this. Well, I'm excited because I think she's a really good actress and I think she mm-hmm. can portray different characters as well. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. pulls all this character so well. She's so adorable in this. She she is, like, the cutest. Like, I think even, you know, uh, when she uh, is, like, posting on Instagram and stuff like that, it's like, you were just so cute. Like, you know, but, but she's a really talented actress. Yeah. Like, uh, she's definitely, like, one of my favorites because, like, she's not over the top mm-hmm. for any of this kind of stuff. She's just, like, her, from everything from her mannerisms to, like, her facial expressions is just very relatable. Mm-hmm. I think that... Um, one big thing for me, uh, and the reason why I kind of switched to Asian dramas in general, is uh, I feel like a lot of Hollywood actors and actresses don't emote correctly. Like, you can't see it in their face very well. And I was getting really tired of it because, like, a lot of your acting is done through your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, your body and your facial movements and stuff like that. But especially if on, like, on camera, the greats, you can see it in their faces without them having to say a word, mm-hmm. you know? There's been several K-dramas that I've watched, and I'm like, they didn't have to say anything. You knew exactly what was going on just by looking at their face. And I was like, amazing. And I think that Park Sodom is one of those. You don't, you like, you look at her face, and you can see all the turmoil, like, everything that's going through her mind right now and stuff like that. And she's really good at portraying that, like, at emoting, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me to her in the first place is that, like, she acts with her whole self, not just her words. Yeah, yeah that's very she's true. She's really good. And I love her character. Like, their characters in general are so non-cliché. Yes. I think that's what's been keeping me around, too, is that I expect something to happen and it doesn't. Like, the early confession, I was like, what? What? Yeah, that was big. The fact, I was like, okay, I thought we were waiting until, like, episode eight or nine (laughs) for this, but... We are on a whole different schedule here. Yeah. And like, it scares me a little bit because if it's coming so soon, I know stuff is going to happen. But uh, I feel like it's, yeah, it's pretty refreshing though. Cause like even their arguments are not arguments. Like I could actually just watch them talk to each other and it's like a whole show in itself. I, I feel like on a lot of dramas that, you know, they have arguments and it's like over the top, mm-hmm. but them, it's just them conversing. And, you know, like, they're like, well, you know, I disagree with you, but you know, let's, you know, let's move on here or let's, you know, explain things out. And I was like, that's very like mature, <laughs> normal and refreshing and mature. Like, this is not one of those relationships that you're like, how do they end up together? It's one of those like, oh, it's two mature adults, you know, talking to each other and, um, you know, coming together like that. So it's not, it's it's not it's not something that like would be unrealistic. It's something yeah. that you would really it's not over the top, I guess. It's just it's warm, it's comfortable, it's real. Yeah. yeah. I think actually what's interesting with that in comparison is um the sister, I forget her name, um Hyo's sister and the friend. Cause I feel oh, like Hannah. they're oh, yeah. yes, yes, that's it. So I feel like they're almost the um what's the word I don't want to say toxic but they're like the cliche one where it's like (laughs) she is telling him to do things and then he has to keep it a secret so it's like that's a comic relief and the cliche there where you get the realness from the main characters right right Mm -hmm. I feel like theirs is not a mature relationship not at all uh but I'm I'm kind of hoping to see them 
grow more, you know, I think that he's not very like, um, well-versed in relationships and stuff like that. So he's just kind of like pulling from like what he's seen from like dramas and stuff like that and what he expects and, you know, and she's just, and she's just young, you know, as well. So I'm really, I'm kind of rooting for them, but to like mature. Yeah. I think there's going to be, you know, and become more comfortable. Yeah. I think there's going to be a breaking point and he's going to kind of lash out and then something will bloom from there. I think it's interesting, though, that they are the ones who have known each other for, you know, over a decade and stuff like that. They're the immature ones. Yeah. The ones who just met are like the <laughs> mature, comfortable ones. But also, I just started to think about how Joga like, kept her stuff together, meeting someone that she was fangirling over. Like, if I ever had, I get nervous if I have to work on anyone who's been on screen that I've seen on TV. I don't even have to be a fan and I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so starstruck right now. Like you're a celebrity. I feel, I feel like that was the only thing that was a little unrealistic because if I met Taman tomorrow, I'd die. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't have to say anything to me. I'd probably just sit there and die. <laughs> Either that or I'd be like, be like to do the destroy me more move. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, she definitely kept it together very, very well. Her whole personality is so calm. She's way more mature than me. Just yeah. in general, she's so yeah. calm. Even when like facing, and that's amazing. Sorry? I just think I sorry. I just think it's amazing, especially because um, as they go more into her background and stuff like that, you can see that her background wasn't very stable. And I don't know if that if the way she acts is because of that. Um, you know, is, is that's why she craves you know mm. stability and stuff is because of how she grew up. Yeah. But I thought. Like, it's really hard for people who come from turbulent backgrounds like that to be that mature and stable. And I was super impressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to find out more about her upbringing. I'm kind of... I think I'll shut... No, I was going to say, I'm kind of a little bit scared because I just... Because I've only watched till episode six, but I can kind of feel like there's something huge coming up with all the hints and everything they were saying that... Um, if they had known that this was the beginning of their relationship, they would have done things differently. Stuff like that. Little stuff like that. Yeah, that killed me. Yeah, that scared me. I was like, oh no. <laughs> They're kind of like prepping us to see um, their past now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the hints um, for Tonga's character um, with the portraits, portrait drawings and everything, her starting to talk about her mom. It's just so many things are happening, are gonna happen, and I'm just kind of worried. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm worried, but at the same time, I'm, like, really excited to see more about her and her background, because up to, until now, we've only really seen his. Like, we, we have a lot of information about his background yeah, and how he grew up and his family life, and we have very little about hers. That's true. I do want to know I'm just scared of, like, it being, like, heartbreaking. Oh, it's totally going to be heartbreaking, 100%. No doubt about it. It's got to be. Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting because she is, like, on her own, whereas he's with his family now. So I think there's going to be a big difference there. And that'll probably be why they work somehow, because what he's missing and vice versa, she'll be able to, like, fill in the gaps, at least from her experiences. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's a good point there. Yeah. yeah. I think you saying that she's going to have something that he needs, something that she needs, um, you know, being together, being in a relationship is becoming whole. Yes. Together. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. 
And I do think that, you know, that they do balance each other out really well now. And I think I'm kind of really looking forward to seeing like how that progresses. And, you know, as we learn more about her, as, you know, more things happen with them and we'll see what goes. I mean, because I, I, there's not just pressure from their families, but he has like those like creepy people in mm-hmm. his life, like just flat out awful people <laughs> in his life, like his old manager. Oh, my God, that guy. <laughs> I was so angry. Yes, when he like took back that little uh, or what he was saying just so he didn't get the role. I was like, oh my god, really? Yeah, but I. That, mm-hmm. the, the worst part is, is that there are people like that in real life. Oh, like yeah. that's very realistic. It is, you know, people and, and and there's just people, just like the lady at her work who just hate you and are just rude to you for no yeah. reason. So I thought that that was interesting that they included that because that is so incredibly true to life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you have to learn to work with those people every day. And I actually really admire um, Tonga's whole approach to this, uh, how she approaches, you know, the mean superior, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like in many Korean dramas, they just kind of like stand up to the um, mean superior by, I don't know, dating someone who's really powerful <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. There's the cliche. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's definitely a cliche there. Yeah, so with Tonga, she's just she's not taking it. She's not letting um that superior walk all over her, but she just knows when to back down and she knows when to like fight for herself. And I I just really like that. She's also like she never she never compromises who she is either. Yeah. Um, in, in her dealings with her. She never she never sinks down to her to that other person's level. Yeah. Which is very admirable. It's like you've dealt with those people and it's it's hard. And I think I think that very few people would have the composure that she did. Mhm. Yeah. I think one scene that I really remember is how she was saying this is my fight so you don't have to get involved and I loved that. Oh, like yeah. she's she doesn't she doesn't need anyone to rescue her. Like she'll be fine on her own, and I think that's a really healthy perspective. Mm-hmm. It is, and she's very like a. It's a growing opportunity as well. You know, people are always fixing things for you. How are you ever going to grow? How are you ever going to learn? And she, you know, she's like, you know what, this is my fight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work through this, and that's very mature mm-hmm. and of her. I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had been in her shoes, I probably would, I, I probably would have left <laughs> like the company. Oh yeah, it would be so I, stressful. Probably, yeah. I don't know that I could stand it. Yeah. So back when I was in school, um, a film makeup artist came, and one thing that she said that has never left me is that check your ego at the door. And so it's so interesting to see this person have such honestly a big ego and kind of like prideful like oh these are my clients like what are you doing where when you're working in these things it's a team effort in real life (laughs) but I'm sure this stuff right it does happen but like I teach that as well and like I think it's important to remember (laughs) you don't have to play like this is mine step back you're not part of this and I know they need a character like that, though. Yeah. So is the... Um, but... Sorry. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so is this whole stealing clients not a thing? It is, but not 
I don't think it's quite a big thing. Um, I've only heard of a little feud along similar lines like once and I've been in the industry for like seven years. So I'm sure it happens, but I don't think it's quite as um, prominent because at the end of the day, at least as a freelance artist, like people have to come to you and unless you have a contract saying like, oh, you can only work for us. It's free game. Like you can book with whoever. Right. And I think that, you know, obviously your skill is going to speak for itself. And if, you know, if, if you're good, people are going to want to come. Yeah. To you, right? And a big thing and not even just makeup artistry, I think in careers in general is that you can have the talent, but you also have the personality. And it's very clear that Jungla is getting more right. people attracted to her because of who she is as a person, not just her talent. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Yeah, that was a pretty big thing that they try to um, highlight. She does have a really good personality. I also I also really like his personality too. Like, uh, you know, everybody, like, you know, Minjay and everybody is always like, you need to be a little bit more forceful. You need to be more, and he's like, nope, that's not how I'm going to be. Yep. You know? He's staying true to himself. You know, he's been through a lot, you know, with that creepy guy and then agent, you know, basically likes you know, swindling out him out of money. And he, you know, he went from really high fame to, you know, not so well known anymore and stuff like that. But he hasn't let any of that change him. And he's got really strong morals and values. Mm -hmm. And I really respect that about his character. Yeah, it seems like it's him too, like Bogum. Like, that's how he is. Not that I know, because I don't know him at all. He could just be an incredible actor. and He's playing it off really well. The like, yeah, I have no idea. I've only ever seen him like in you know being an MC and stuff, mm-hmm. but I just remember I think it was Irene from Red Velvet was hosting with him, and then she pretended to pass out, and he just list, like stood there shocked <laughs> looking at her, and then she just popped back up. And that was pretty much the only feelings I think I've seen, I've actually seen him, well, in, so I have no idea if that's what he's really like. So, I'm curious what you guys thought of um, the parts where he was the bad guy and he's like beating up um, the other actor because I loved that scene, but I didn't actually believe him as a bad guy. Maybe it has something to do with his appeal, though. Because from what I know of him, it's kind of like when child stars, they need to break out and they're trying to dress more sexy or whatever to show a difference in who they are. It's like you almost need time to get used to this new persona. And from what I know of him and the roles right. he's taken. That's, that's definitely. Good. Yeah, he, he's kind of had this one part. So for me to get used to him being this bad guy, like I think it was shot well. And the scene looks cool, but I was like, oh, I can't believe you as a bad guy. Not yet, at least. This is the first time I've ever seen him in anything. So this is a whole new experience for me. So that could also be it. Is that yeah, I don't have, that's true. you know, that emotional tie to him, you know, that maybe people who have seen him in other dramas mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like part of the reason for me was because it's like it's a drama within a drama, you know? So yeah. his character in this uh, record of yeah. youth is such a, he's such a nice guy. So him being a nice guy and then playing this bad guy, just, yeah. I feel like that's probably what. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love his relationship with grandpa. They're so cute together. Yeah. So- I love his grandpa. I think his grandpa's character is so great. Yes. Um, I think it's really well done too. 
That's so sweet. So sweet, but he was not admits that he that he was not a great parent. And I, that's why I think his character is so good is that he is the character who has learned from his experiences and is trying to be a better person. But, you know, people are still, you know, equating him with who he used to be, even though he's grown significantly as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, people are still trying to pull him back, you know, they're holding him to that role. And I think that the family dynamic there is written out so well. And like, it's, you know, because, you know, I think that a lot of us, you know, our view of our grandparents are probably much different than our parents' view of our grandparents, Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, that's a... That was a big one for me. And I really love his character. I think that it's really well done. Yeah, I love his character as well. I think it'll be interesting that if he does make it as a model, it'll it, it's kind of nice to see that mindset shift where like even if your whole family or the majority of your family is saying, you can't do this, you're not good enough at this, and you can still mm-hmm. prove them wrong. I think there's an important like little moment in that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think it's really great uh, for those who might not have great relationships within their family, Yeah, you know, that, you know, maybe their family is a little bit chaotic. Maybe, you know, there's like a lot of like trauma there, but to see, you know, both characters succeeding, you know, I felt so bad when he got the part taken away from him because, you know, that was just like, but that's normal. Like, you know, when you're breaking into the industry and stuff like that, you know, you'd have lots of setbacks like that. There's lots of things that go Um, around my best friend was about to get his screenplay picked up and like because the Lone Ranger that that they were shooting here was like delayed and they didn't know if it was ever going to come back and so they're like oh we'll take your script and he went in and they're like okay we'll come in tomorrow we'll sign the you know and he's like oh I made it big this is it this is my breakthrough and then the next morning the first thing was like oh Lone Ranger has you know resumed so they never took it and you know that kind of I know I feel so bad for him because he's so great but um yeah that kind of um like heartbreak happens often you know and so it was so realistic but at the same time you know it was killer because you're like oh you know this is just more ammo for his dad and brother Mm. yeah oh that sucks for your friend though but yeah he's done some small projects but like it's so incredibly realistic how they portrayed all these setbacks because that's true you know like that's what happens you know yeah that's the industry but you know we were talking a little bit about the family dynamics and I kind of want to go back to that for a little bit because Mm -hmm. I just love the entire depiction of his family I I feel like because I feel like with many Korean dramas you know we always have that dysfunctional family um thing going on but it's always with no one on the main character's side and in this case he kind of has his mom and his granddad but at the same time i cannot decide whether i like his dad (sighs) see right now i don't (laughs) (laughs) it had to be such a big personality change for me to like his dad though because maybe it's just like personal feelings you know brought into it you know because like like it kind of hits home a little bit in some areas Mm -hmm. but um at the same time like as a parent myself I cannot get my head around the fact of you know like if my kids wanted something that badly and obviously he's working hard and has been working hard um to do that I I couldn't imagine just continuing to put them down over and over again Mm -hmm. like that you know what I mean like that's as a mother that's like even if like I was worried about their future 
ultimately their future is theirs, you know, Mm -hmm. what to do with it or not. It's, it's not for me to decide their, you know, who they are. It's, it's them. And I, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm coming, I come from a different culture, but, um, like that was really hard for me. So seeing his dad and his brother like that is just, is so frustrating for me. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking to see. And I think the moment where the grandfather mentioned about the doors and how the father only changed the older brother's door, that's where it got me because that almost feels like it's a long play game where clearly the father has always taken um, favorites and he's almost um blindsided it's like he's allowing what he grew up with like I guess the trauma with his father we don't even know like we know that his father didn't make it and there was debt and all that but we don't know how much it affected the dad but clearly he's letting it affect him towards his own son whereas he's making this assumption that it's going to happen again without giving his son the chance to actually go for it and encourage him to go for it because when you have your parent telling you no you can't do this you're not good enough that's so tough yeah it really is I I was actually the least favorite child so I really put myself with Heijun's you know on his side so and and I understand Mm -hmm. so this uh that particular part of the story like really like hits home for me and like I cried I cried watching some of it because I, I, you know, I understand that. Yeah. Aww. Well, that scene where he was crying in the car after the big fight. Mm. I don't even remember <sighs> what episode, but it was like, I, I felt that. I felt it. Yeah, that, that got to me too. But I have to say though, watching it, what an amazing actor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like very believable in that scene you really felt his anguish his despair it was, it was great like it was heartbreaking and that's what made it such a great scene is and you know really cemented for me that he is in fact a fantastic actor because um of how much emotion mm-hmm. was conveyed there when he was trying so hard not to sound like he was crying when he was on the phone with tonga that was so- oh yes Oh, oh my god, me. I that touched me too because I've definitely been in situations like that before, and I'm like, I know exactly what it's like to just put that face on, like, no, it's okay, it's okay, and let me see you, so I feel better too. Yeah, but they were so sweet, weren't they? They really were. I disagree with his dad's approach to you know this whole thing, but then at the same time, like there were moments when I just felt like he wasn't just doing this to hurt his kids you know he was Mm -hmm. like he had this one line where he was like do you think he was saying this to his wife right he he was saying do you think you are the only one who cares about our kids do you think you're the only one who loves our kids so that was when I was like hey maybe he's not so bad but then the whole fight thing just I I don't know yeah he's the like the tough love side of things because he's trying to um make it so you have a better life than my father whatever his perspective of that is but he's blinded to his son's like true feelings and he's clearly very passionate about doing this and you forcing him not to isn't doing anyone any good yeah that's true 
I think that he, I think that he definitely represents the older generation, yeah. you know, and their, you know, outdated thoughts on, on what child rearing should have, should be, you yes. know what I mean? Versus like our more modern, more progressive views on it, be, uh, you know, like I can't beat your child into submission, you know, or, you know, force them to become somebody they aren't, yeah. you know, or who you want them to be. So like, I, it definitely is a huge, uh, clash of like, older versus newer values and morals yeah i think it's gonna be interesting because i think there's gonna be a moment where the dad has a change of heart because we've already seen it a little bit when he heard the news about the drama casting it was like oh he he got a role he got casted so i'll be curious to see how he responds to heijun furthering his career which i'm sure he will oh man i I really hope so. I am really hoping for redemption there. You know, maybe not like a complete and utter character turnaround because that would be, that'd be very out of character, yeah. you know. Uh, so, but maybe, you know, just something, you know, because I, I really, I really hate the thought of like, you know, a parent and child being. I think he'll come around. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. And I really hope he comes around on uh, grandpa too, because I think, I think he just hasn't, like, I think that he refuses to see how much grandpa's changed because that would be, that would mean, um, exposing some of his like hurt and trauma mm-hmm. that, he, you know, from when he grew up. And for a lot of guys, it's like, you know, bottle it up. Oh yeah. You know, bottle it up inside. And, you know, he's afraid to like, you know, open that bottle because it'll be kind of like, you know, putting uh, a Mentos in a, in a Coke, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's just going to explode everywhere. But it's kind of interesting, actually, because despite his relationship with, with his dad, he still stays, like, he, they still live together. Like, he's still taking care, I guess, of his father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unfortunately, Grandpa right now is kind of like a little punching bag, you know, that, they, that he keeps around. Right. Like, every time anything goes wrong, you know, he kind of just blames Grandpa. Yeah. Time to move on and stop blaming your dad yes. for everything. Yeah, like uh, I, I, I saw some something somewhere, and it was like uh, your parents are responsible for who you are uh, at like eighteen, but you are responsible for who you become. And I that really resonated with me. And it's like, well, you know, am I going to let all my past experiences be who I am, or am I going to become something better because of it? You know, and I think that Dad has not become yet. He's still what his parents made him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and I'm hoping. To see him become. Yeah. That's so true. That's a good point. I really feel like Grandpa has become. Like he has gotten, you know, he has used his experiences and become, you know, the loving, caring man uh, for hi- that uh, Hejun has mm. today. But um, I'm, I'm waiting for that character growth for Dad. Like even Mom has had quite a bit of character growth. And so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Dad and Brother to, to get there. So I really like the mom and I like how she enjoys working too. And she's like, no, I want to. And I like how the moms interact with each other. I actually think it's pretty cute. <laughs> I love it because they react to each other. Like, um, Heijin's mom reacts to her boss on her level. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. She meets, she meets her. You know what I mean? In order to, and I actually do really enjoy their little things, even though, even though, uh, his mom is like you know just it's kind of <laughs> very controlling and possessive 
she's a lot <laughs> but uh but it's like definitely but you can tell she just over loves them yes mm-hmm. uh, but it's I think that she does that because she's in this like loveless marriage like her and her husband yeah. don't even share the same bed so it's I like do- she needs to get it from her children I feel so bad for that like I mean I like personally I, I like I knew somebody like her in real life I wouldn't like her but I do feel so bad for her because yeah. of that like his very clueless dad you know yeah. like it's like his dad there's no um like it's almost like he doesn't comprehend you know there's no connection there uh-uh he doesn't comprehend how to love his yeah wife. no and you know and so she you know becomes this like helicopter parent but it's really interesting to see how she interacts with the kids and their whole dynamic because they don't the kids they don't really like her like hanging over them but then at the same time they they seem to have a pretty good relationship with their mom they do i thought that was interesting yeah like that you know they they're like oh she's overbearing but they do love her so obviously she's got to be a good mom you know to them she's not just overbearing you know so there's definitely yeah. love there and I think that they can feel that yeah you know? and I think you see that even with how she treats Heijun's mom too because even though she's the employer like she still highly respects her and like when the right. stuff was stolen I was or not stolen misplaced I was so worried I'm like oh my god I hope they're not going to play it where she's gonna accuse I thought the same thing. yeah I was so yeah. worried and they didn't she was just like, I know I lost this. Where Where is it? And she didn't even think it was her fault. And I think that says a lot about her too. Right. She's. I think that she, like deep down, is a good person. Like a genuinely good person. She just is, you know, probably really frustrated about her marriage. Yeah. And she's probably raised like weird if she was if she was raised anything like she's raising her kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She might be like, oh, this is how I show my love. You know, and it's just in a really weird way. Not way, any way that I would do it, but... She does truly care and she's not a truly bad person. No. She just, you know, has some bad, I guess, like character yeah. flaws. <laughs> yeah. Know? She just wants love so much because she's not getting it anywhere. Well, I mean, besides the little bit she gets from her kids, though. It's actually, it's so funny yeah. when, when her kids address um, Hejun's mom as Omoni or... Yes. I did think that was interesting. Like, they, they're both, like, very happy to see her yeah you know yeah. and it's so like it's it's like it's definitely like your best friend's mom you know like the one you know, like the, your best friend that you've always gone to their house and that kind of stuff and you know you start calling their mom mom and yeah. I love it yeah it's a great it's such a great like um like relationship and such great vibes from them I I, I enjoy it quite a bit yeah it's actually really interesting their whole um friendship because he comes from like a really prestigious I mean Hill. Hill comes from a yeah. really prestigious yeah. background. But he went to like a public school, I think, something like that, and that's where he met Hejun. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it. And they are still really good friends, even now, despite I mean, because usually with Korean dramas they like to have that um distinction right between um if you're really rich and if if you're not from as prestigious a background and have that contrast but in this drama they don't really use it as a stumbling block i guess for friendships they're just such good friends you know yeah i see what you're saying yeah i agree 
like they use it in the career sense but not in becoming friends yeah I like that you definitely see like how it impacts their careers you know but like never once does uh Heiho or Heijun like never once does it impact their friendship in any way like and Heiho goes out of his way to really try and get you know Heijun like opportunities with him he know like he realizes how privileged he is yeah you know and he realizes that his mom and he's like okay you know he and he uses that to help his friend which is awesome and there's no like ulterior motive there either like it doesn't seem like he's doing it to feel better about himself or Mm -hmm. to show that he's more wealthy like it's just he actually wants his friend to succeed as well i think that when he finds out what his mother has been doing he's going to flip out i think he's gonna get really angry i i think so too because i mean it's like he's repeated like he wants to do this on his own he wants to make it on his own and he wants to you know like be uh like make his own name you know and i think that's that's a really admirable admirable goal too like you know he doesn't want to use his connections yeah so you know he wants to be self-made like his friend is yeah i feel like he wants to he wants to rest on his own laurels not on his mom's yeah i feel like that's something that all the characters have that they are really trying to just make it out there on their own and that's that's really cool. I do I do like that part of the story that like they're all trying to do it themselves. Like they are working to make themselves something. Yeah. I'm kinda terrified though that this might hurt their friendship because that was a little bit about how um Hejun was tired of um being helped i think mm-hmm. which i get because he wants to do this on his own but i just don't want that because you know there was that one line where he was like he told himself that it was um what was the word uh that it was good for him not to compare himself with his friend but then now he's gonna start competing against his friend or something something like that yeah i know i know what you're talking about and I like I can kind of get where he's going he's like he was trying to say you know like oh you know I was trying not to compare my situation with his but you know I I think for him I feel like he had to like admit to himself that yes his situation is much different than mine you know what I mean like that's what I got from it maybe oh I thought he was just gonna start competing like (laughs) like everything i was just worried that you know we'll see their friendship fall apart but it seems like they still have a very strong relationship which is really good right i'm i'm just like hoping that uh you know that and then you know like hey having a crush on his girlfriend yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh no the uh, but you know what a lot. I don't think that they'll end their friendship because of that especially because nothing is really cliche here I think there's going to be a scene right. where like Heiho kind of breaks down like oh I have feelings for her whatever something along those lines is going to happen but I don't think that they'll stop That's being friends I think. I think they'll actually get closer because of you. it yeah oh yeah I think I think that they're definitely gonna like I mean all friendships go through trials and they usually yeah. grow stronger because of it and I think that Heijin has to be honest with himself that he is kind of like not jealous but 
I don't know the word, you know, of his friend's success through his connections, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Heiho is like jealous of his friend, you know, getting the girl and stuff like that. And I think that they're both going to have to confront that. Yeah. Yeah. Like soon. So. Yeah. So that would be really, like, a, it, that would be a really good character moment, character growth. Yeah. I agree. I, to be honest, I don't really buy the whole um, love triangle thing yet. Because I feel like they didn't really have right. that many moments between Hill and Tonga that would, you know, yeah. result in him falling in love with her. Like, she has a great personality and everything, and he enjoys being around her, but I didn't really see that falling in love part, I feel. It could also be right, something more like, like admiration. Like, he admires how she's going yeah. for what she wants and the passion and whatever. Right. And being alone. And also, they work They work together quite mm-hmm. a bit, you know, that, and we, we might not see everything. Oh, that's true. Maybe the writers are just, like, hoping that we're, like, oh, you know, they, they see each other every day and stuff like that. We just mm-hmm. need bits and pieces of it. So, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. He's, I think that he definitely admires her. And, I mean, he saw her that first day, too, you know. And I think – and when he heard that she was his fan, you know, even though it was wrong, like, maybe he was, like, drawn to that a bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, actually meet – because – you know, like both of them are breaking out, you know, and he wants to become a self-made man. And, you know, actually seeing a fan of his in the flesh might have been like, oh, like a good moment for him. And he might have start, started paying more attention to her then. And then, you know, of course, later on, she's like, oh, no, I'm actually his fan, but don't say <laughs> anything. And, he, you know, it was kind of probably a letdown. <laughs> but um, but he was probably noticing her then. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this goes, though, I guess. I, I feel like if I met a celebrity and if they asked me whether I was their fan, I would just say yes. Like, <laughs> how do you say Yeah, you I say actually no? have no idea why she said no. I don't know either. Maybe it was just like a moment of panic. But I was <laughs> like, you know, I can kind of understand that because like maybe you don't want to seem like too like crazy. You know what I mean? You know, maybe like if, if I'm met Payman. I'm going to use him as an example because I love Payman. Um, in, in that kind of a situation where I was working for him, I wouldn't want to scare him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. But even so, like, when, maybe that's what she's thinking. When she, he asked that or when that scene happened, that was at the fashion show, right? Mm-hmm. So he was, she wasn't even working for him really yet. Well, no, she was working on him, on, on his face. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I see when what you're saying. Came, yeah. So I was, so like, it, I mean, if you hear like point. your makeup artist is a big fan of you, it, like you're their bias, you know what I mean? Not just a fan, but like you're their bias, you know? And, yeah. Like it'd be a little weird, you know? So maybe that's why she panicked, said no. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that, that her revealing it like later after he had actually gotten to know her and know that she's not like a crazy stalker, you know, was actually probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she has also said that that's something that, like, she doesn't believe in dating, or she didn't, I should say. Um, but she fan... Yeah, that changed real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a fangirl just because um, that didn't involve uh, any complications. There was that scene where she was doing the outdoor makeup on someone, and they had a little discussion about it. Right. But yeah, that definitely did not last. <laughs> I mean, she I mean, did say she on, wasn't like, going to... Oh, of, sorry. 
No, no, just I'm just saying that like think about it. Your bias is right there in front of your face and like says, I like you, I want to date you. Are we gonna say no? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Even though she said she was no. going to. <laughs> you gorgeous man, you and absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. She did say she didn't want to be his fan anymore because she wanted to, I think, get to know him as a Okay, maybe she didn't say that. I don't remember, but she did say she wasn't going to be yeah, his she, fan anymore. Yeah, yeah, she, she did. did. She did That's say right. that she wasn't going to be in his fan anymore. That's right. And I think that she was saying that she was like trying to separate yeah. him from the, the idol that she had, that she the, the, the character that she created in her, her mind because she didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really like that they Which is good. talked about this whole um, difference between the idol you created in your mind uh, as opposed to the real person because I feel like that's something that is really huge. Like they have that whole you can't date when you are working, right? If you're a celebrity, you can't date and you can't do certain things. You can't be... Um, you can't be too close to girls if you're a guy you can't be too close mm-hmm. to guys if you're a girl because i don't know the fans would get angry and they get so crazy i mean just look what happened to chen from uh xo yeah. you know he's exactly. like i'm gonna get married and have a kid most you know over here in the states would be like oh you know that's great that's so sweet and stuff like that over there they're like get out of xo yeah <laughs> like <laughs> It was insane. And then, like, his new uh, song for uh, that other drama, Do You Like Brahms, came out. And they just, like, trashed it online. Like, I cannot imagine doing that to, you know, someone I'm a fan of. So, I mean, the culture is very different, though. Yeah. Over there. But the, the medicines kind of suck. <laughs> like, you, you know, know I, think that the, I think that's just the, la- the loud minority, though. Well, it's. I think it's interesting you guys bring that up because I wonder what will happen if like Heijun has a breakout moment and then they have to keep That's the relationship secret or do they have to break up? Like what's going to happen in that case? I kind of wonder about that also, but I feel like for actors, it's slightly different. Um, I because, agree. You know, for pop stars, like they're portraying an image of like, you know, like this cute, for a lot of them, it's like sweet, innocent image but for actors not as much you know because some actors have dated it's just not as common and I think that they mm-hmm. do get some backlash but it's probably not as crazy as like say a k-pop idol yeah but I mean I still think that it'll be difficult because he if he does get really big they can't go out in public much anymore you know what I mean because yeah. they'll just get swamped whenever they go get food yeah. or you know he's gonna be busy with stuff so I think that is gonna put a strain on their relationship it will be interesting. I actually thought that he was, you know, pretty big already because when he was working at the subway shop, he had like a ton of fans come up to him. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's true. So I thought that he would get recognized, you know, just walking around. And I was surprised. I mean, I know they kind of had this whole thing about him not really being huge anymore, but I thought seeing as you know he has fans still i thought he would get recognized on you know when walking on streets i think and they everything. i think they showed on his instagram profile he has like fifty five thousand followers on instagram which is a lot but it's not like crazy oh, you know what i, I mean? didn't notice that like i'm I, I swear it was in there somewhere <laughs> but then again i binge watch this all in one go so i mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember them showing Hey Hills and having like so much 
Um, but they could have to just show the difference too. Yeah. They, so I can't, I just don't remember what episode it was in. Sorry guys. No, that's okay. But, uh, can we talk about Minjay for a second? <laughs> yes. Like, Oh yeah. So tell me, just like, tell me you don't see this. An older female J-Hope. <laughs> like I, like if you look at her face, she literally like, there's this one scene I can't remember which episode it was in where she's wearing like a hoodie with the hood up. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's J Hope. <laughs> and the best uh, part is that her attitude kind of reminds me of him too. Like, you know, like she's, you know, she's like a fast talker and stuff like that. And then someday, sometimes she just kind of goes a little crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she needs to play his mom in a drama. Please let that happen. <laughs> Was was there a post about that? I feel like I, I saw uh, a meme or something and I'm like, maybe I'm second guessing myself if I didn't, but I feel like I've so seen something amazing. that actually had a side by side. That would be amazing because they look so much alike when you couldn't see her hair when her hair was out of the way. I was like, oh my gosh, it's J-Hope. <laughs> and I almost I almost went J-Hope and I realized it was like two in the morning and then my kids were asleep. So I was like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, it's a J-Hope. But yeah, I just thought that was great. But I really love her character and how supportive she is. She's so great. And I'm happy that she is his manager. Um, I think she's going to do well with it. And I think she's going to kick the like evil dude. Not He's not evil, but I think she's going to have some tricks up her sleeve. He is kind of evil. <laughs> I really hope so. He, he is. He's just like, he's like a terrible person. Like... But I'm, I'm wondering where, like, all her photographic evidence of, like, him, like, hanging out with, like, all these young girls and stuff like that went. If she deleted it or what? Because, like, when he did that, I was like, why didn't she retaliate by, like, leaking that stuff to the press? Or, you know, leaking how Heijun was, like, swindled out of money? Because there's got to be documentation somewhere that she had, you know, access to and was privy to. You know? Yeah, I was thinking that, actually. I was wondering why she didn't do, like, she didn't at least threaten him you know because that's what she did at first yeah. yeah so i wonder if we'll see it later um maybe it's because you know that she's still new and she feels like it was you know like her bad and like her incompetence you know that she hasn't retaliated on him yet but gosh i hope it comes soon ah yeah <laughs> i feel like she's gonna go toe to toe with him and i hope she wins like that I she just so blows too. him out of the water i love her personality though i'm excited for it <laughs> i just don't understand why he, um what's his name itesu the the evil guy basically <laughs> okay yeah yeah i just don't understand why he would you know go against um Hyejun that much because Hyejun was the only one who stuck by him you know when his company was collapsing so why yeah why would he i think it's because i think it's just because like some people suck <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> But there was that one scene where he said, because Heijun left me and you left me. And I think there was more meaning to that. Like he was actually upset that they left, even though he was like a douchebag. I mean, he wasn't paying. Yeah. He wasn't paying. Them. I know. Like they should have left. Like some people out there just think they own people. You know what I mean? Like that they that they are theirs. And like, how dare you do anything against me? You know what I mean? Like, even though it's like, You've done so much. You've they put them through so much crap, bro. Like, you know, yeah. like of course they left you. You know, but in his mind, you know, like you know, you were supposed to be with me. You know, 
one of those types of things. At least it's, yeah. that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I agree. That's what I got out of it too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I was actually um looking up pictures of Minje, and now I I I just can't unsee. I can't unsee it. She she does look like J Hope, <laughs> <laughs> right? Somebody somebody needs to go and get her and J Hope <laughs> to be in a drama together, and she needs to play his mom. Like it just has to happen because it's perfect pairing. They even have this, like in this drama, they she has such a like a, a similar, uh, like attitude to him. I think you know where, like just like kind of happy and peppy and stuff yeah. like that. So. Yeah, that would be fun. If there isn't a meme out there, we need to make one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one of you guys are on it. <laughs> Next thing we'll see, side by side. I wonder if they could get BTS to come on as a cameo or something. <laughs> that would be cool. I think oh, they already finished filming it, but oh. that'd be so cute. Oh man. Oh well. Next time. Yeah, next, next time. Next time we're gonna we're gonna figure <laughs> out. Petition to have but, them. Uh, start in a drama together i hmm, i don't know so what about like his brother though like um, i i kind of feel like they there's something that's going to happen there between them too like yeah i feel like his brother um is kind of ang- uh it's not angry at hey maybe he is just because like you know he feels left out because you know he's so attractive you know what i mean and the the older brother isn't you know and I know that he gets, while he gets a lot of, like, you know, attention from his dad, I mean, in general public, you know, Heijin's going to be noticed first. I feel like his mom was actually a little bit biased towards Heijun, and Kyungjun might have felt a little jealous. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, that could be it. But, like, I just think that, like, he always, I feel like he said something about him, you know, being attractive before and stuff like that. So, you know, I was mm. just trying, trying to think that, you know, maybe oh, he, right. like, you know, he's like jealous of his brother for being attractive, you know? Yeah. So, and that's why, that's why he's so. There's, there is probably some of that in there. Yeah. And that's why he's like so argumentative against him. Yeah. I think he got scammed with the condo or apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was, like, so obvious, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that, it just, you know, when they when they say, especially in real estate, when things seem too good to be true, they are, you know? Yep. But I feel like often a sort of different tangent. Um, you know how their relationship is kind of bad? I felt yeah. like, I feel like we'll see them kind of um, repair the relationship because... The grandfather was saying how they used to be pretty close, I think. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we'll see them kind of repair that because there was a little hint of that because he was inviting his brother to come to his office. Yeah, I think we'll see that too. And I think the apartment situation is going to help with that. Yeah, you know, it's really, it's not really in like uh, Heijun's like nature to be to make fun of him about that. And I, I kind of almost think that maybe that, that will draw his yeah, brother yeah. closer to him, maybe. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I I really do hope that they get closer together, like, soon. And I kind of almost wonder, because Grandpa mentioned uh, Dad's yeah. brother. 
as well. Oh, and I almost wonder yeah, if like we'll eventually right. see, yeah. you know, the uncle. Yeah. So I, want, I wonder if he's ever going to come into play or if he's just going to be like a character they mentioned. Yeah, because I think it was um, the mom who said something like the dad paid for his brother's um, school um, fees and everything, but his brother just never called, just never came by, just cut off all contact. I don't know. Maybe that's why his older brother is being like so argumentative as well like you know he's you know he's trying to not make whatever mistake he thinks you know his dad made but in reality he's just pushing mm-hmm. his brother further away you know yeah. I don't know I, I really I really loved uh grandpa taking his modeling photos oh my god that kind was of, like, so good oh, like that was like my favorite he is so cute like he's just adorable but I'm kind I'm really hoping that you know that grandpa going out and becoming him his own self as well like is also a, a catalyst for the family coming closer together, like as a whole, you know? Yeah. And I hope we see more of that too. Like, I want to know more about this field. Like show us the, all the grandpas strutting their stuff on the couch. So cute. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, I, I just love when he walked in there and there's all these like older people and stuff like that. Like how cute were yeah. they? Like how adorable. So adorable. Gosh, I love it. And it like it actually it was good for me to watch too because I've been like, you know, I've been raising babies for like a long time now, and you know I was actually having like kind of like a, I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but like an age crisis the other day. Like, I you know like what did I do? Like, did I accomplish any of my goals? And here's Grandpa, you know, at like what like eighty something years old or something, you know, finding a dream and becoming a model. And I was like, okay, this is like the boost I needed that came at the right time. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, because modeling is always, you know, such an age-related thing, in a sense. Yeah. This whole um, elderly modeling thing is just so cool. I love it. I love that they included it in there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it's never too late to do things, you know what I mean? Like, and there's always, like, a niche that you can find for yourself, which is great. And I, I love that. Yeah, I think that's something that the drama's trying to say, too. Like, they even said that Jonga started later. Oh, yeah. I was actually pretty curious about that because I never thought of makeup as something that is age-related. So I was kind of surprised that they made a point about her being older. Yeah, I think it it was more... Well, when I first heard that part, I automatically just assumed it was culturally because I know like around the age 30 or whatnot it's like oh you have to get married you don't work because um like I've taught people in their 40s who are just starting so there's no age kind of limit for it so I I just saw it as something more like culturally like even if you were in your 40s or whatnot and you're starting a new career people would think like oh you're starting later Mm-hmm. but it's not really true I think that in all cultures though you know there's like yeah. a timetable to everything like you like you yeah. know they they expect you to work through your 20s and then finally be starting to be established in your 30s mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I feel like that you know transcends cultures you know and mm-hmm. they expect you to get all this stuff done especially like for women you know we have like a set time to have babies and stuff like that and you know people are always like you know putting a lot of emphasis on like clocks running out, move it along, you know, like, and oh. you have to be established before you can have kids before you get married and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, 
it's like a schedule for everything. Whereas life's not really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I started, I, I had my first kid really young. I had no support whatsoever, you know, and my, me and my husband got married pretty young and like, we, like we went through all this stuff together and like a lot of people are like, well, you know, why didn't you wait? And it's like, well, cause life happened. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. life's not really like that. And I love that they yeah. don't put an emphasis on time here. Like the drama is really saying like, there is no set schedule for anything. It's okay. You yeah. know? And I love that. I really, I think this is such a progressive drama as, uh, for any culture, really, you know, mm-hmm. like even here in the States, especially when it comes to consent, that was a huge thing I noticed here, you know, was like, there was always like an emphasis on consent, you know, like when he grabbed her arm and Paige was like, did you just grab her arm right now? <laughs> like, really? And even, mm-hmm. you know, he waited for her consent to kiss her. And she basically tells him, like, you have my consent from now on, you know, and he's like, okay, well, you have my consent from now on. And it was so cute. And like, people might go like, like, you know, like, do people really have that conversation? Yes, they really have that conversation. Like, (laughs) and it's something that should be to be the new normal. Like, can't you know, like, it's not like, you know, just that that grab that you see in all dramas and already just comes in. Like, no, that should be, there should be consent. I saw like a reel on I think it was a TikTok on on Instagram the other day where like some guy had grabbed his girl by the back of the neck and then brings her on and kisses her oh, and he tried it on his own oh, wife yeah. and she started beating him. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> and like, you know, that's what's, you know, unrealistic is like these dramas where they're like, oh, grabbing people and stuff like that. But I love how realistic they made it. Like, really? You just grabbed her? Like, you know, and, he, and then he realizes his mistake and goes, oh, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> like, so yeah. I thought that was a great scene. Yes. I totally agree because one of my biggest pet peeves is always um, in dramas where like someone grabs the hand and just like pulls the girl and I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. So aggressive. I grew up in South San Diego, which is kind of ghetto. And if you would have tried that on me or any of my friends, he probably would have punched you. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> we don't mess around there. So like, yeah, like, no, 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 man. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you're going to die if you try that. So I love mm-hmm. that thing because that was more true to life for me, at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Korean dramas in general lately have been pretty progressive, actually. They have been doing a lot of different things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's really nice Definitely. to see that. I think that that's something that Korean uh, cinema has over American is that they're not afraid to try new things. You know what I mean? Like here in America, I feel like there's like the same thing, the same concept over and over and over again. And while you definitely get some of that in like Korea, I mean, they're, they're willing to like, you know, make something out of a webtoon or, you know, like we're here, you have to have like a, like an ultimate bestseller, you know, in order to do anything. But there it's like, well, this webtoon's doing pretty good. Let's make something of it, you know, mm-hmm. like, why not? And I love that about uh, uh, Korean uh, cinema right now is that they are willing to try stuff. And it's, doesn't have to be you know like insanely popular to go do to go and try it it's like they hear a concept they like and they'll go for it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're open to change you know like they're not eh, just because something is culture they're not going to perpetuate it if it's bad you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I I'm really I'm so proud of Korea (laughs) like (laughs) good job guys I think I mean I don't really watch anything much outside of like Korean dramas or Korean films. So I don't know how I guess everyone else is doing, but 
I do really like the turn that I think Korean pop culture has taken in the recent years. I oh, yeah, I agree. I've I've you know like with BTS saying you know love yourself and that like they you know support all gender identities and stuff like that and same with like Monster X and like these uh, different K-pop groups standing up for you know uh, to end racism and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think has been awesome. And I was actually. Uh, thinking about Itaewon class where they had a transgender woman Mm -hmm. and like a black man, Mm -hmm. you know, in the, I mean, they're not main cast, but they're like pretty, you know, huge to the story, you know, they're, they're up there Mm -hmm. and, you know, like they're just going for it. You know, I, I think it's been great. Like uh, I think that the youth in Korea have really been, you know, like open to accepting new things. Yeah. You know, well, I think part of that too is also the international market because Korean dramas are now reaching outwards. They're actually oh, yeah. able to reach a wider vera- uh, audience. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely agree, and I think that, like, there's definitely some perks to being international. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that the U.S. can really learn from what Korea is going through right now. You know, and being progressive. Because I think that we still have such a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to see the direction that um, Korean pop culture is, or it's heading right now. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see like how they're implementing that here in this drama because I feel like this drama is like pretty progressive and it's pretty great. Yeah, I just, I just love this drama. <laughs> it's so good. Like I, I definitely watched for Park Sudan, but I the whole cast is keeping me here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like definitely. I also like the fact that I've seen so many dramas now that I am starting to recognize that. <laughs> like <laughs> like, oh, I know where that is, you know, I know where that's from. And you know, when he was in the car and they went with that one guy who like made a move on him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um it was the same set that uh, from Cinderella and the Four Nights, which Park Sedan was in and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, kind of. I don't remember we- that scene. I need to like go back and rewatch that now. Yeah, it's the it's the fashion show guy. Like uh, the guy, the, the one from the fashion show that like. Oh, yes. Okay, now it's coming back to me. All right, gotcha. Yeah, and like the, where you see like where he like offered him like help in the past. Yeah, that's right. uh, that was the same set. But like I was, I think there was like one from like Hotel Del Luna and like cut from like some other dramas, and I was like, I know what I was like. I saw that in this drama. I saw that in this drama. <laughs> you know, so. you have a great memory. I I can never remember stuff like that. Like I don't recognize anything. <laughs> I actually have like one of those like way better than average memories. Like wow. I see something and I remember it forever. You know, so like I will see somebody and then run into them years later and be like, oh, hey. And they're like, who the heck are you now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but um, I really, I really like that, though, because it's like fun little Easter egg for me, mm. you know, when watching this drama. I was like, oh, I know where that is. I mean, I've never been there, but I know where that is, <laughs> you know. You could probably like create a whole like tour around Korea just based on your memory of places and dramas. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day I'm going to... I, I I told Helen this earlier, but I want to go on a food tour of Asia and like eat my way through Asia, like through different places and stuff like that. So one day, and I want to do like do a travel vlog with it. And so one day, maybe I'll be like, I saw this on this drama. So I'm going to try this. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the goal. I'll be waiting for your um, vlogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> one day I'll definitely send them to you. And maybe because my husband has actually been where you're from, you know, maybe we can, maybe one day we'll meet up or something. We'll see. That'd be fun. All right. I I think we should wrap it up here because I don't want to keep you guys up too late. But um, yeah, today was really fun. It was so great. It yeah, was. it was so nice talking with you guys. But before we end, do you guys want to plug anything? Talk about where I you can be found. earlier, but... Bowman <laughs> <laughs> at MUA on Instagram for any makeup and beauty. If you have questions, I'm yeah. here for you. <laughs> Follow her. Her Instagram is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, not too much, but if anybody ever needs an editor for any comic or anything, let me know because that's uh that's my area of expertise. But um, I just had a great time and I love talking about this drama and I can't wait to talk more about it as the episodes, you know, continue. Yeah, we should do like a yes, let's keep this up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe like a weekly thing. You know, since they do they two episodes away a week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. It was so fun talking to them. But I want to know what you think of this drama too. So let me know at Cool Gems Pod on Twitter or Instagram. And I'll see you next time. Bye bye. Does that sound cool? <laughs>